your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tuesday, June 22nd edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at LO underscore. FLA Panthers. You can follow the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark anywhere you listen to podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by Locked On NHL Podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen every day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever. You get podcasts. So today's show concept is a question that is very valid on whether a season like this in the NHL and for the Florida Panthers is a legitimate, valid season, one without an asterisk in it. And this was a show concept that I got the idea from David Ramil of Locked On Heat. He had a show about an asterisk on the NBA season. And of course, I reached out to David asking him, hey, is it okay if I take this show idea and give you credit, but give an NHL version of it? And he said, no credit necessary. But hey, I'm going to publicly, I'm going to give David Ramil, my fellow Locked On colleague, credit on the show concept. So I'm going to do an NHL version of whether or not this season is an asterisk, has an asterisk to it. So let's backtrack a little bit to about October, September, October, November, around that area. So game six of the Stanley Cup final between the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning ended on September 28th, where the Tampa Bay Lightning won against the Dallas Stars by a final score of 2 to nothing and hoisting their second Stanley Cup in 16 years, their first since 2004. And so there was a long offseason ahead, at least not as far as time, but a long process of getting another season in full force. So that's what I mean by a long offseason in that fashion. So with the Stanley Cup final being in September, there was no way it was going to be a mid-October start because you still got to have free agency. You still got to have a draft. You still got to do a whole bunch of other things before you could even think about starting a season. So let, let's not forget that. And that threw a lot of things off as far as going into another season. But hey, it's not something that we could have predicted. And with the COVID shutdown that happened from mid-March all the way till August for the National Hockey League, it forced the NHL entry draft to be October 6th and 7th instead of happening in late June. So I'm looking 
right now that it's June 21st in a normal year, we'd be preparing for the NHL entry draft right now. And free agency for the NHL just last season was on October 9th, two days after, where in a normal year, like I said, the NHL entry draft is at the end of June, while free agency happens on July 1st. So that throws so many things off, let alone we have to get ready to play games. You got to agree with the Players Association. And let's not forget that when the, the, the NHL owners, the Players Association, and the, gov- the governments, both the USA and Canada, had to agree on a bubble previously to everything. Because, of course, at the time, we didn't know much of what COVID-19 was about. It's something new. It's something we've never, at least that specific disease with COVID-19, it's new. So there's a saying that today's overreactions might be tomorrow's underreactions. And of course, with, when something that you're still learning about and with trial and error, scientific method, and trying to learn more about it, there's still so many hypotheses on what this virus is and what this virus isn't. And so we had to, at the time when this first hit, there had to be an overreaction about it. So with the shutdown and coming back to play, of course, we had to, the NHL, in order to protect their league and in order to get games going, they had to be in these bubbles. So, and of course, with the Stanley Cup qualifying bubbles and beyond, they had to be in the same country because the, the different governments were, did, didn't want cross-border travel and it's still somewhat that way in Canada only releasing it just now during the Stanley Cup semifinal and it's crazy how the they allow the cross-border travel and the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens test positive for COVID-19 and the GM for the Vegas Golden Knights test positive for COVID-19 so this pandemic is still out there even though there's vaccination so so let's go back to the start of the season as fans and for the business of the NHL it would have been ideal for the league to start on January 1st uh January 1st is a very important day on the NHL calendar as as many of you have seen over the years they have had a lot of the outdoor games with the winter classics i i, I mean just 2 years ago the the Dallas had an outdoor game against the Nashville Predators. Dallas, of all places, had an outdoor game against one of their biggest rivals, and hockey thrived in in that Winter Classic. There's been Boston, Chicago at Notre Dame Stadium, too. And so for the NHL, that's a very important date on the calendar. So unfortunately, the league wasn't able to get the January 1 start date because of agreements with the Players Association and, of course, the Canadian government and the U.S. government because you had to have your own Canadian division because with the other leagues of the NBA and Major League Baseball, the luxury of those leagues is that they only have one team playing in Canada with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Toronto Raptors, so it's easier for them for one team to travel to the United States and for that them to be their home for that season. The Toronto Blue Jays the last two seasons have been playing in Buffalo, New York, but and part of them in Dunedin, Florida, where their spring training is. And the Toronto Raptors this year played in T- 
Tampa, they shared an arena with the Tampa Bay Lightning at Emily Arena this year. So it's easy for one team. But with the NHL, you had to have seven different teams stay in their markets. And of course, the Canadian government wasn't going to allow fans and cross-border travel. And that in itself made it more difficult for the NHL to bring back their season. But that's not to say that the other leagues didn't have a difficult time bringing back their sport. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Call me biased because I'm an NHL podcaster and a hockey podcaster, but the NHL, as far as bringing teams back and putting divisions together, I, I believe it's the league that had the hardest job as far as when it comes to creating a schedule and creating its divisions. Because like John Chick of Locked On New York Rangers talk, talked about, it's like these four different divisions have their separate leagues. I think about it kind of, I mean, I'm not really a soccer guy. But I kind of think of like the UEFA Champions League that every you have the Premier League, Italian League, uh, I, I, I don't know the name of the French League, but and La Liga in Spain, they, they all play their own different ones and then they come together for the Champions League. It's kind of, I kind of relate with the playoffs going on right now as kind of like the Champions League, but the United States version of it in hockey, where all the different leagues are coming together to form a championship. And one thing that irked me about what Gary Bettman said before the season even started, to, just to remind you guys what he said was, oh, we're lucky to be even playing a season this year because we shouldn't, we're better off not playing a season because we're losing so much money. I mean, number one, he's correct. I, I, I get where he's going there. But number two, let's not forget that commissioners, agents, they're lawyers. They're not going to fully reveal the the actual truth of what is really going on. So what Gary Bettman really said was, hey, 
we're doing this because it's best for our game to be played because players want to make money fan and fans want to see the game the the as david said in his version of the nba part this it's a it's money driven the tv networks need to fill a certain quota as far as getting a certain amount of games but let's not forget this one thing that i really emphasized when i first took over the podcast as well was that the nhl and nbc sports had to finish at a certain time and a lot of people were talking about how why is the why are the tampa bay lightning and the montreal canadians series on usa network so so with the olympics going on and the qualifiers which in 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 a normal year would have happened last year not this year conflicted with the stanley cup playoffs so they're going to put the olympic qualifiers on because of course the demand for watching the olympics is more than the nhl unfortunately and and this week specifically was golf's third major of the year the u.s open so that that meant that NHL was going to take a backseat at least for this weekend being on USA Network versus NBCSN or the national affiliate of NBC. However, with NBC going transitioning into the Olympics once the season is over, there is a time crunch for the NHL to have a certain amount of games in a certain window for the season. So they the NHL with them not coming to an agreement along with the NHLPA and the gov- and the government of USA and Canada they unfortunately had to do the the 56 games and honestly from if we're talking about the the different pods as far as the different teams playing if it was if you did an 82 game season or even 72 like what the NBA did and you still split up into those four divisions i mean you got tired of a i mean i got tired of a Tampa Bay Lightning playing them eight times i got tired of carolina playing them eight times detroit dallas nashville imagine if there was a regular 72 or 82 game season and you had to play them god i can't i'm not trying to do mental math in my head right now but that it would be more than eight times and you had those pods, oh my goodness, that would be horrible for for the league in that part. So honestly, when it came to the 56 and playing just those teams a certain amount of times, then okay, then those teams eight times, cool. However, if because the not allowing the cross-border travel between USA and Canada and the quarantine restrictions, I mean, let's not forget that Canada had the 14-day quarantine period before before you could even join your team. They have quarantine hotels over there up in Canada. And Pierre-Luc Dubois had to quarantine for 14 days before he could even join the Winnipeg Jets when he got traded early on in the season in exchange for Patrick Lane. So let's not forget that part of, of it. So with, but at the same time, if they had a regular 72-82 game season despite being in the pandemic year, and I get it, they want to, they want to, restrict travel and and not risk spreading it even more across the US but let's say there was that let's say it wasn't as risky as what covid is what let's say it's not as risky as covid is then if you're thinking of a regular 72 82 game season then you could have allowed the US to do their 
regular schedule and play those teams more than just the Central Division and play the other teams multiple times because it's within the, the country. And then Canada just played them. But at the same time, other teams, with the Canadian teams especially, would say, hey, that's not fair. The, the, if, if we need to have this, then the other teams need to have this too. And that, that was just going to create a huge amount of issues all throughout the season. And it was going to be a nonstop topic because, I mean, it's already a topic, really, about everybody, every fan base in the NHL. It's not just Florida Panthers. We, we can wonder all we want. And this is something I talk about all the time here on the podcast. How would this Florida Panthers team face off against their regular Atlantic Division opponents? And I, I mean, I think they'll, they'll do well against a Boston, Toronto, Montreal. But I also think, but other teams think about that too. Like, do you think, do you think, you don't think Colorado and Vegas fans think about how they would face off against the, the other, the other teams in, in the Eastern Conference in a regular year? Uh, how St. Louis, St. Louis, and even though they were swept in the first round by the Colorado Avalanche, how they would face off against the Chicago Blackhawks, a rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks team, they want to face their rivals. But of course, you had to, of course, based on the pandemic, you had to have these pods. It, 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 was, it was just a part of it. So there was a lot of unknowns. That's the thing. That, that, there's so many unknowns. How would Connor McDavid, who had a over 100-point season, who's gonna win the Hart Trophy this year for the most valuable player in the National Hockey League. So how would Connor McDavid do against the other teams in the National Hockey League? So those are many questions to ask. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball's in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code locked on. But when I think about, I look at the final four. I think about who's there and who's not. And you could argue that at least three out of the four teams that made it in Vegas, Tampa Bay, and New York, those three, you kind of expected them to be there. Montreal was the only one team that was not expected to be there. And, but in a normal regular season, though, there's the, those happen as well. That teams that are not expected to make it all the way to the, at least in the regular season conference finals, they make it. So, it, and this is the thing. This is the thing about hockey is it's not like the NBA where you give the ball to one player and then they could score at will at, at a basket. You have to get through defenders in hockey, be hit by boards, handling a puck not with your, not with your hand while in basketball you 
you do you handle the ball with your hand and get checked and back checked, forechecked, all that stuff. So it's harder to handle a puck than it is to dribble a basketball. I mean, if people want to debate me on that, they can go ahead. But my opinion stands on it's harder to handle a puck than it is to dribble a basketball. And also, you don't have a person who's block, blocking shots once the shot is off at the rim. Because once it, once it goes over an arch, you can't touch the ball. You have to let it touch the rim. And there's no goalies in basketball. While you have a, in hockey, you have a big size goalie covering the net. So it's harder to score in a, in a sport like hockey, but also in hockey, it, there's also more opportunities for pucks to bounce certain ways as well. It could deflect off somebody. It could, the, the goalie can be screened as well. And that can, that can create a little bit of luck for teams. I mean, of course, in every, in every sport, when it comes to winning a championship, some luck is involved. Not completely, some luck is involved. And you need to take care of that luck when, it, when breaks do go your way and take advantage of those. And honestly, credit to Montreal. They've, they've taken advantage so many times of the breaks that they've been given to them. And an example of that was Game 3, where Marc-Andre Fleury had a crucial mistake where the Vegas Golden Knights were able to, were, excuse me, not able to seal Game 3, where they were up, it looked like they were going to win, go up two games to one, steal the game on the road, steal home ice again. And then Marc-Andre Fleury has a horrible turnover to create the game-tying goal for the Montreal Canadiens, and then the Montreal Canadiens eventually tied the game bring it to overtime and then they win it in overtime to take a 2-1 series lead i mean that as of this recording the series is tied right at this point right now with game five being tomorrow tonight excuse me with this recording coming out tonight against the vegas golden knights back in vegas so the the there's a little bit of there's a little bit of luck and there's a little bit of one mental error in in hockey that one team could take advantage of it, and uh-oh, that could create so much momentum. I mean, think about the momentum that the Montreal Canadiens had when they came back from a 3-1 series lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs and won that series. That created that extra momentum going into the next series against the Winnipeg Jets where they swept them. I mean, sure, you could argue that Winnipeg swept Edmonton and then had that whole week off while the momentum of Montreal kept them going. So that's a valid argument, which, which is understandable. But with a sport like basketball, usually it's the best player on the best team. It's not like that in the NHL. It's not like that in hockey. It's just not how it works. But also, let's not forget, though, the, some of the teams that had to go through major adversity in order to run to the finish to complete their season like I've mentioned on this podcast before, the Dallas Stars had their outbreak really early in the season, and they had a snowstorm as well that postponed even more games. So that made their season even more difficult. And Dallas Stars were coming off a Stanley Cup final run where they lost in six games to Tampa Bay and a shortened offseason, and along with break, a breakout of COVID, and they barely missed the playoffs. So in a normal year where they don't have to deal with that type of adversity on their team, in a normal year, you could argue that Dallas could have easily punched their ticket in 
if they were back in the regular Central Division, which they will be next season. And with also, even though the Carolina Hurricanes dealt with their adversity with COVID, they were able to bounce back and they were able to complete their season. Their outbreak didn't last as long as Dallas, but they had to deal with adversity as well. But of course, the team that I feel bad for the most was a team like the Vancouver Canucks. Sure, they were out of the playoffs. They, there was no way they were going to make it. And especially with the crunch that they had, they were, they were out for like two and a half weeks, I believe. God, that's a long time. And especially with the reports out there that said, oh, so many players have had to be injected with IVs. And you know what? With, with, with me being a podcaster and a human being as well, thinking about the human side of all this, there's not cameras pointing at these players of them coughing and laying down on like how they're feeling. We could only do with what the reports give us. So we got to have a little bit of sympathy for the players of the Vancouver Canucks if the reports are true that they were feeling ill and they were feeling bad and about the comfort level of each player on whether they feel comfortable to return to play and not only just return to play, but the the crunch of, of it too and bringing so many NHLer excuse me AHLers too into the mix onto the team and funny enough when they when they did return to play their first game I believe if I remember on the top of my head was a game a win against the Toronto Maple Leafs so another way to poke fun at the Toronto Maple Leafs also I mean Toronto threw a blew a three one series lead let's not forget that don't forget that they blew a three one series lead and it just and the worst part about all of this was that the NHL was so focused more on completing these 56 games that they just put these NHL players as a product for their bottom line instead of really caring about some of these players who were reportedly sick and all that. So that the, the almighty dollar for the NHL was really what drove them to complete a season for the Vancouver Canucks and they were doing legitimately everything to not go by points percentage when it was clear everybody and their mothers knew that the Vancouver Canucks weren't making the playoffs and they still found a way to put this huge schedule crunch into the North Division with the Vancouver Canucks and the the worst part about it is even with regular season games for Vancouver and Calgary there there was a few games that they had in a row that delayed the start of the North Division playoffs and the NHL and us fans were extremely fortunate that the Montreal Canadiens were able to sweep the Winnipeg Jets early so that they could start the Stanley Cup semifinals on time in order for the semifinals to start and the West division winner in that playoff bracket wasn't waiting so the nhl the north division and the fans especially bailed out were bailed out by montreal sweeping the winnipeg jets so again it goes i'm going back to the original question is this season for the national hockey league an asterisk and you know what i'm gonna say no and i'll tell you why again Three out of the four teams that made it to the semifinal are teams that we expected to be here. So, and 
it was it's a great run that the Montreal Canadiens are on right now. So it, it's not an asterisk, I will say, because we knew that these teams were eventually going to meet. And the level of play, regardless of the the pods that you were in, were going to be exposed once you played the other division teams. I mean, we could argue which division was the strongest. We could argue which division was the weakest. It's funny. I noticed that a lot of Central Division playoff fans were saying, oh, the North Division is the weakest division. And a lot of North Division people were saying, oh, no, the Central Division is the weakest division. And many people, some were even arguing the West Division because all the California teams stink. I mean, but nobody says the East Division is the weakest. So, I mean, I think we could very well say that the East Division was the strongest. But as far as the, uh, which one was the weakest, that's subjective if we're being honest. For me, I think it's the North. The point is, it was all going to figure out itself by the time they got to the Stanley Cup Final. And as of this recording, the Tampa Bay Lightning just defeated the New York Islanders by a final score of 8 to nothing, a touchdown and a two-point conversion victory for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they are one win away from the Stanley Cup Final. And, man... It was going to figure itself out anyway. Like I said, no point in arguing the LTIR rules that the Tampa Bay Lightning did because they didn't break any rules because Coach Q went through the same thing in 2015 with Patrick Kane and the Chicago Blackhawks. So it was going to figure itself out. The Tampa Bay Lightning, they they were in the final last year winning it, and they're going to be back because they kept a, a good part of their core together to make another run despite using LTIR and Vegas they were they're right now tied at two games apiece against the Montreal Canadiens with game five tonight at 9 p.m and they stole home ice back after winning game four and it's looking like it's going to be at this point a Vegas versus Tampa Bay unless New York and Montreal have something different to say in their next games for the Stanley Cup semifinals. So the the teams that we a lot of the teams that were expected to be at this point are here and because it figured itself out and it's teams that were there it it makes this season legitimate and as a fan and you as a fan we, we I am very thankful that there there was a season because as far as like going back to Gary Bettman's comments, he he was saying his comments based on the short term of the league, but as far as the long term perspective, playing a season this year was best for the game because you don't want to lose a fan base. And hey, the NHL signed a new TV deal with ESPN and Turner, so more rev they're gonna get all that revenue back that they lost from the COVID shutdown. Sure, there's going to be a flat cap for another maybe like year or two or three. I don't know how those look, but hopefully with the new TV deal, that means more money brought into the league and that they'll be able to recover any of the losses that happened from March of 2020 to now with still a lot of these markets still unable to 
have full capacity crowd and a full 82 game season for their market. So good, better times are ahead. And I'm very optimistic that next season that not only will have full buildings, but also cross-border travel between the U.S. teams and the Canadian teams in order to make this a regular 82 game schedule like a normal season. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also check out the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And don't forget to leave a five-star review for Locked On Panthers and those national shows. It'll help grow the show and help with the algorithm of Apple Podcasts especially. And when you're done listening to this episode... Make sure to tell your smart device to play today's episode of Locked On Today. What do the Philadelphia 76ers do with Ben Simmons? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.